Hi, I'm Renee Crandall, and you're listening to the Wake Up Your Life podcast, a personal development podcast for women where we'll discuss how to live intentionally today and every day. I want to be a better version of myself this year than I was last year, five years from now versus five years ago, and I want to encourage you in that same journey. I hope my words each week leave you feeling inspired and empowered to wake up your life and go after who you truly desire to be. I'm in this with you to coach you and cheer you on. I believe in you. Let's go. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. It has been a minute since I have recorded an episode. Two weeks ago, well, I guess at this point, three weeks ago, I was in Denver for work all week. And then when I got back from Denver, I got sick. So I was sick all week. And now I'm definitely feeling better, but kind of easing back into my normal daily routines. That includes podcast recording. Well, I guess not daily, but weekly routines. And I used to be two weeks ahead, but now I am just one week ahead. (laughs) So that is the benefit of having that extra week because when I was sick, I was like, I am not recording this week. So here we are. And I've got an episode planned for this week, and I decided to go with something a little bit lighter, easier content, but I still think that it will be enjoyable to listen to and hopefully gives you some great tips and advice when it comes to all things hosting. But my brain is a little foggy today, so while I had other topics written down that I had brainstormed, I'm like, you know what? I just don't think I'm going to have as much organized thought or be as coherent as I'd want to be with some of the other topics. So we are going to talk about my tips and recommendations for hosting. But yeah, thankfully I'm feeling better. We are at the end of October, which is just nuts. I hope that you are able to really have enjoyed fall. I hope that fall is still happening and it has not yet snowed where you're at. But so far, fall has been really great and I have loved it mainly because there's been a lot of sunny, warmish days. And when the sun's out, I'll pretty much embrace any season as long as there's sunshine. But anyway, all that to say, I have got 15 things written down on my list here of ideas and tips and recommendations for hosting. And I thought that this was pretty fitting going into the holidays because Maybe you're hosting the holidays this year, or maybe you're hosting like a Friendsgiving or a Christmas gift exchange or a cookie party or something with your friends or your family. And maybe you're feeling super, super overwhelmed about how to do all the things. And especially with social media and Pinterest and YouTube and all the information and content that we're kind of inundated with when it comes to how to host and the way things should look and how thorough it should be and the type of decor you should have, and the plates, and all the things, it can become wildly overwhelming. And I will say, I will give some background here to say, I grew up in a household where my mom was, and still is, like the queen of hosting, and like cooking, and having coursed meals, and everything is just gorgeous, and beautiful, and so thoughtful, and intentional, and is just like an 11 out of 10 stars. So I was around that and I knew how much of a blessing hosting and like being taken care of and having someone cook for me, I knew how much of a blessing that was and also saw that in people that I would bring over and 
come to my house and enjoy that from my mom as well. And the events and the parties and the family gatherings that we would have, there was just so much value to that. So I always was like, I want to host like that. I want to have people over. I want to be good at cooking and baking and making people feel loved and welcomed and cared for in my home. Well, that did not at all (laughs) come easily to me for years. And really, the backstory of how I would feel when I would host or have people over for a meal is I would feel wildly overwhelmed. I would get stressed out. I would get snippy at Isaac because I'd feel too overwhelmed with all the things I had committed to. And I'd be running around the house and trying to get everything ready and feel like I took on too much and then be judging myself for it. And then when everyone would arrive, I'd like throw a smile on my face and be like, okay, this is going to be great. But I was so exhausted before all the things even started. And then when everyone left, it was just so much cleanup and prep. And I was like, this is not sustainable. And I just feel so frustrated. I'm doing something wrong. And I've talked to multiple different people about hosting over the years. And I know that that feeling is or can be pretty common. So that's why I share that as just the encouragement of like, if you're there and if that's how you feel about hosting, but you want to get better and you want it to feel more natural, know that that absolutely is possible. And that's my story. And hopefully these tips and these things that I share with you will accelerate your journey of getting to be the type of host that you really want to be based on the goodness and the blessing that you've experienced from other people in the in your life and the way that you've felt cared for through that hosting that they've done. So I had to realize, I think the biggest thing was that I absolutely love the way that my mom hosts and the way that she does everything, but it was kind of realizing like, oh, I'm different. There's things that stress me out that don't at all stress my mom out. There's things that I want to do specifically that my mom maybe doesn't want to do. There's ways that I want it to be different just based on my personality of what's going to be easier for me and the way that I'm wired and the way that my house is or where my skill set is in the kitchen or whatever it may be. And so taking off the expectations of like, I love the way that she does it or I love the way that my friend does it over here or I love the way that so-and-so does it is awesome. That influence, that inspiration is fantastic. But don't let that be the marker of success of the way hosting has to look. You know what I mean? Like allow yourself to have the creative freedom to develop it in a new, in a unique way to you because then it's going to be more authentic. You're going to feel more at ease with it. It's going to be more of a rhythm that meets your lifestyle or your personality or your skill set. And then evolve it from there. But really uh, setting yourself free from the hard and fast expectations that I don't even know where we're getting them or like why we put them on ourselves, but it can be very easy to do. And just realize like start small and then as you feel more confident, add in other layers of hosting or the meal or whatever and let it evolve in time. But I... Instead of having, and I think like part of the reason why I was able to kind of like evolve my hosting capability was when I started dating Isaac, he would have barbecues all the time and he would invite a bunch of his guy friends over and Isaac would just barbecue and they would like all eat on paper plates or even not even with plates and just pass around like a roll of paper towels. And so when Isaac and I started dating, I was like, well, I want to add like some sides. So I... My mom helped me come up with a very simple but very delicious pasta salad recipe. So I literally would make that for every single barbecue. 
and that was the side and I would have paper plates and like a fun drink and little additions like that. But hosting for a bunch of guys just really helped kind of lower my expectations of the fanciness and like the decoration or design of all the other things because the guys just didn't care. They loved food. So they're like, I don't even care how it shows up. I'm just excited for it. So realizing like that that was kind of my journey too has helped me understand like, okay, the purpose of hosting, and this leads me to my first tip, which is know your why, like know why you're doing this dinner party, know why you're doing this luncheon or the breakfast or why you're having these people over can really, really, really help simplify things. So in that situation, and Isaac and I have done this a lot, a lot, a lot over the years that we've been together is a lot of the time we have barbecues. So we invite a bunch of people over or maybe invite like four or five people over and Isaac will do all of the protein, all of the meat on the barbecue, and then I'll do a couple sides and it's very casual. It's like grab a paper plate, here's the food, here's some chips, the pasta salad that I always make. And that's going to be a very different tone and different expectation for people walking into the event or get together, whatever, versus I'm going to have my parents over for dinner or I'm going to have my in-laws over for dinner where it's going to be more structured, I maybe will take on more of the meal in regards to making the entree, the dessert, appetizer, whatever, but having just more thought and like the table's already set and I know like what the kind of the rhythm of it will be and it's going to be a lot more of just like sitting and having long uninterrupted conversations versus the barbecue style is a little bit more like open house vibes where people are maybe coming and going and or We're just all standing around chatting, like having a good drink, enjoying each other's company. Maybe we're playing a game in the yard or something like that. So knowing your why can really help simplify the layers that you're then adding to it and kind of realizing like, okay, well, if it's a barbecue, I definitely don't need it to look fancy. I don't need it to be overdone. I don't need to have super fancy appetizers and sides because – We want stuff that's simple where people can just grab it with their hands or like even eat if they're standing up. Like it's just going to look different where if you're having a few of your girlfriends over and you're thinking, well, I don't necessarily want to do dinner for everyone, but I'll have them over and we'll do a dessert. Then that's going to look very different. And also, I think it's really important to say that the intention truly at the end of the day should be you inviting people into your home, whether it's friends or family, so that you can genuinely enjoy each other's company, you can catch up, feel present, show them that you care about them, and be intentional in that moment with your friends. So that's my why is I just love having people over. I love cooking for people. I love hosting because there's such a gift and a blessing that I can give those that I love in my life to say, I'm going to take care of you and I get to catch up with you while I do that. So understanding that that's my why really has helped me kind of cut through some of the fluff and the clutter a little bit of maybe what I see on Pinterest or what I see in magazines and say, okay, all of those things don't sound life-giving to me. And honestly, if I'm so caught up with all those details or the way it has to look or the expectations of it, I'm going to be a lot less present or I'm going to be more overwhelmed or I'm going to feel 
more exhausted going into the night or the afternoon with having people over. And it can start to take me away from my why and then become way too preoccupied on the perfectionism of how it should look or thinking that people are going to judge me if it's not a 10 out of 10 beautiful experience. Like there have definitely been times where I have had people over and I have felt so stressed out and so overwhelmed. And then that's the energy that they're then feeling. And I've missed my why. I've missed the point. I wasn't present with them. I didn't feel like I could really have the conversations I wanted to have because I was so preoccupied in making it seem perfect or look perfect or be curated in a way that was Pinterest. And it bums me out when I've had moments like that in the past because I was focusing on the wrong thing. But when I'm focusing on the people and wanting them to feel relaxed and at ease and cozy and comfortable and well-fed, it just changes the entire tone and it makes me realize also I don't have people in my life where if I'm going to have them over for a meal, that they're going to judge me because we're eating off paper plates or they're going to judge me because I'm busy in the kitchen while they're sitting at the bar and we're chatting while I'm prepping dinner. Like it's not going to be always this, we're sitting down, it's perfectly coursed in time. That's a hard coordinate for me to do with certain entrees. So I don't have people in my life who are going to judge me for that. And if you do, I would say don't invite them over to your house. Have it be that maybe that type of person is way better fit to like go out to dinner with them, grab a coffee with them, go out for brunch. If you feel overwhelmed or you think people that you're inviting over to your home are going to be judging you, don't have them on your guest list. I just have such low tolerance for that. So I don't have people over that are going to make me feel that way. But anyway, that's the first one is know your why because that will simplify everything else. Number two, there is no shame in paper plates. And honestly, there are some really cute paper plates, people. If you go to Target, they've got some nice ones. I always thought, and it's because my mom does this, but she loves it. I always thought that in order for a meal to feel special for if we're inviting guests over, that it has to be real dishes, like all pretty stacked on one another where there's like the appetizer plate, the salad plate, the entree plate, the dessert plate, fancy napkins with napkin rings, like all the things. I love that. I have been to many different get-togethers where that is the total vibe. That is literally how my mom does everything. And it is beautiful. I love it. It is so picturesque and wonderful, but it's too many details for me. It's too many plates to wash at the end of the night. And then that just makes me feel overwhelmed. So again, it's like I can feel inspired and appreciate how someone else has the gifting for that and genuinely loves it and is not doing it out of obligation. But for me, if I was to set the expectation that every single meal or every single get together is these fancy plates and it looks so perfect, that is going to feel very obligatory to me. And I'm just not going to show up with the same ease and relaxation that I want to. And if you think about like the cleanup of having people over and that really overwhelms you, then get the cute paper plates and the plastic cups and the cute silverware and the cute napkins. And if you're hosting for a bunch of girls and you have a lot of cute little details like that and they're all just throwaway items, they're still going to love them because there's just some really cute options out there. So give yourself the permission to simplify it and make it easy and go the paper plate route if you want to because I love hosting and I would say I'm pretty good at it. And I still bring out paper plates quite often if I'm like, you know what? We're just going to keep it simple. 
This is a very practical tip. Number three is make sure your kitchen sink is clean before your guests arrive and that you've cleaned up as much prep as you possibly can. That is something that helps so, so much whenever I'm having people over. I'll like do as much prep as I can, but then I will get all those dishes from the prep in the dishwasher or hand washed or drying or put away and all the things because when we're having dinner or then we're going to clear the plates to prepare for dessert, I can just put them right in the sink. Stuff's not all stacked up crazy on top of each other. It's not all over the kitchen. And then when I walk in at the end of the night, when everyone has left, it doesn't feel as overwhelming. And I'm like, okay, this actually is really nice. So cleaning your kitchen sink or making sure it's all clean before your guests arrive is a big one. Number four is find a meal that you can pre-make earlier and pop it in the oven. There are so many recipes that are make-ahead recipes. At this point in my culinary skills, it is very hard for me to figure out timing of like a multi-stepped entree situation. So I try and find something that I can like pre-make most, like my go-to, I love making soups, stews, anything that's in a pot that's warm and cozy, I'll pair it with a bread and a salad and it is fantastic. Or I'm going to do, like I make these quinoa chicken bowls. So it's mainly just making sure that the chicken's cooked and the quinoa's cooked. And then I'll just reheat that as it gets closer to people coming over. But then everything else is just like you chop it ahead of time and you pull it out of the fridge and you put it in cute little bowls and you put it on the table and people just build their own. So it doesn't have to be like the restaurant style where it's coming out, like everyone's getting their perfect portion and it has to be all timed perfectly and made right then and there when they're there. I've definitely done that kind of stuff before, but it's with people that I feel so comfortable around. like my parents, a few of my friends, my in-laws, where they'll come over, I'll have like a little charcuterie board to snack on, and then I start dinner once they're there. And it's just so easy because I know that they don't care. They're just thrilled to be with us and catch up. So I can be busy in the kitchen getting dinner ready. But yeah, the pre-make-aheads and the pre-prep stuff is game-changing. Number five, which this kind of goes with number four, is simplify your meal to maximize time to feel present with your guests. That is a huge thing for me is to figure out what meal requires the least prep, transition, back and forth from the table to the kitchen that I can serve my guests so that I am at the table for as much time as possible to maximize conversation, to be uninterrupted, to feel present. Because when I do have those multi-stepped entrees or appetizers or whatever, I'm just getting up and down too much. And I really hate pulling away from conversation and not feeling a part of the group. And then again, it's like, oh, well, this is taking me away from my why. I want to feel present. I want to catch up with these people. But now I'm in the kitchen a whole bunch and I have no idea what's going on. So simplifying and realizing that like the more easy of a meal you do, it's going to maximize your time with your guests and that's what they care about. That's what they're going to remember. Honestly, at the end of the day, people just love not having to cook for themselves. So whatever you're making, whatever you're buying, whatever you're picking up, whatever you're putting on the table for your guests to enjoy, they're going to be thrilled because they didn't have to come up with it. They didn't have to grocery shop. They didn't have to make it and they get time with you. So know that that truly is such a gift no matter what you're making. So make it simple on yourself. You don't have to overcomplicate it. Number six is find the thing that you love about hosting and go all out. 
So do you love to cook entrees? Like is the entree your strength? Do you love and get inspired by the fun appetizers, the beautiful presentation, the cute little finger foods? Are you really good at making an amazing cocktail? Do you feel super inspired by thinking about centerpieces for the table? Do you love dessert? Like me, I love dessert and I love centerpieces. But going all out on like the one thing that you really, really love is going to add that extra pizzazz of I'm hosting, I'm having people over, I'm doing it myself. But it's not going to be all of them. You're not going to love making appetizers and an entree and dessert and the centerpieces and a cocktail. Like pick one, feel really excited about it, make it from scratch or like go above and beyond in that one thing and then simplify the other things. Like for me, I'll do a relatively simple entree, sometimes an appetizer. Most of the time it's maybe just a little charcuterie board. I'm not great at making cocktails, so I just have some simple options in the fridge. Sometimes I'm super inspired to make a really cute tablescape centerpiece depending on who's coming over, but a lot of the time I'm like, that just seems like a lot of work, but my what I love and what I get super excited about is the dessert. It's the baking. You know I love baking, so making the dessert is so fun for me, and nine times out of ten, I'm making it from scratch because I love baking, so I put a lot of my energy into that. And I simplify the other things. So find what you love and go all out and then cut corners, buy pre-made, whatever, buy frozen, put in the oven, who cares for the other stuff. Number seven, this one might be super obvious, but it is very helpful, is have the table preset as much as possible before your guests arrive. Have the plates out, have the cups out, have the utensils out, have the water filled in the fridge, have the glasses filled with water in the fridge. Get your spices or seasonings that you need to put on the table. Get those like little hot pads. If you're going to be bringing stuff out of the oven, get that on the table. Have your table as set as possible because it is just easy. It's just easier that way. And then I feel like there's a lot less delegating because if the table isn't set, then people are like, what do you need help with? Do you want me to put stuff out there? And then I just, it just gets a little chaotic. So I'm like, if I can have as much done as possible before they arrive, that's my goal. Number eight which I actually kind of just shared this, is pre-fill your water glasses and keep them in the fridge before your guests arrive. And also in the fridge, have an additional pitcher of water that they can use to refill. This has been something that has been so nice. I'll literally fill the glasses with water, keep them in the fridge cold. And then once my guests arrive, I put the glasses around each plate, put those water glasses out so everyone has water. And then the other drink options, I'll show them what we have and they can kind of pick what they want. But it is... It's just something that has really helped. So that is number eight. And I think just having pre-filled, again, it's just that prep. It's being like, okay, I've got the stuff pre-made for when they arrive. We've got the water glasses in the fridge. We've got the water in the fridge. This is great. And then number nine, this kind of goes with the simplifying thing, but it's the idea of maybe it's just picking one homemade from scratch thing and then getting the rest of the stuff for dinner or for lunch or breakfast pre-made. You're going to get a pre-done dessert. You're going to get a pre-made appetizer. Maybe you're not even going to be making the entree and you're going to be picking that up and putting that in the oven. Or you're going to be grabbing takeout from somewhere and that's what you're going to be having for dinner because you don't want to cook at all, but you don't want to be in a restaurant, but you want to be with your friends at home. 
absolutely just get takeout. Like, who cares? It's going to be a great experience, especially if you're enjoying yourself. Your guests will pick up on that. But don't feel like you have to do everything from scratch or everything so fancy or everything homemade. No one no one is going to be judging you for that. And like I said, if they are, don't invite them over again. <laughs> Number 10. I talked about this before, but if you're stressed, your guests will feel stressed. So everything that you're doing for hosting and having people over and, and feeding your friends or your family, have your goal be keeping it simple, doing what you love, doing what you feel excited about. Because if that's the energy you're bringing into the night, your guests are going to pick up on that. They're going to feel loved and cared for and feel the energy from you and feel that blessing from you. And that is going to mean so much more if everything is literally takeout or pre-made, but that's the energy you're bringing in. That is a way, way, way more valuable and life-giving evening for them and you than having this perfectly overdone, tablescaped, this coursed meal, everything's beautiful and Pinterest and picture-worthy. But if you're stressed out and overwhelmed and hardly at the table and feel frustrated and feel frazzled, that night, that that get-together is not going to end up being the blessing for those people in your life that you want it to be. So being aware of how your energy feels and what you want to do and what you actually enjoy doing is so, so significant so that that night is the blessing that you want it to be. And I will also say this, hosting isn't for everyone. I don't want this to come across as like everyone should be hosting. There's absolutely people where it's just not something that sounds fun to you or is enjoyable. I love hosting. So I was trying to figure out, I know I want to be that way. How can I grow into it? It's a practice. It's a skill that you develop over time for sure. So this podcast is for people who are like interested in it, want to do it. If you don't want to have people in your home for a meal and that just overwhelms you, invite them out to dinner, pay for their meal, do something simple. I don't know. There's a lot of other things that you can do. Don't feel like you have to have people in your home if you don't want to. Number 11 is start on things, all your prep, everything earlier than you think you should. I'll like kind of count back like, okay, guests are arriving at this time. I need to start the entree at this time or I need to do the prep for this and I'll like work backwards and then I add like an extra 30 minutes to an hour so that I'm starting even earlier because no matter what, that time just flies by. So give yourself more time and that will make you feel less anxious and overwhelmed as people maybe arrive earlier, which goes to number 12, is plan for 15-minute early arrival, if not more, from your guests. But I would say 15 is pretty consistent, at least in my world, with my friends and family. And so if I'm aware of that and I'm kind of working backwards, then I'm like less shocked and surprised and overwhelmed because my goal is to be as prepped and ready as possible 15 minutes before they arrive. Then number 13 is depending on your meal prep, get totally ready before you start cooking. It'll minimize the stress if your guests start arriving early. So that is one thing where like way earlier than you're, than I need to, I will do my hair, I will do my makeup, I'll get into my outfit. I'm like ready to go, looking cute, feeling good. And the sooner I do that, the less overwhelmed I am in the kitchen because I'm like, if people show up, I'm ready. I feel good. I look good. We're good to go. And then number 14 is 
serve food family style. I love going places where like the meal is coursed out and it's like individually served and it's beautiful. And my mom does that. Again, she's good at literally everything. But that style of dinner service is really tricky for me. So I'm like, okay, we're going to do family style. We're going to simplify it. I just put everything on the table and then people can serve what they want and they can eat as much as they want and they can see like, oh, there's still some left over. I'm going to eat a little bit more. And it just is so nice to have everything on the table at the same time. I can sit down, eat with them, and we're just good to go. Number 15, my last one, is remember that you will get better at hosting. I hope that these tips and advice and encouragement is helpful for you and you can take some of these or all of these and apply them and realize, okay, we can simplify, we can do things differently, and you're going to get better at it. It's a skill. Like I said, it's a practice. I have grown a lot in my hosting and I love it, but it's because I've made changes that align with who I am and how I want to show up. So I hope this episode gives you the creative freedom that you need to make hosting enjoyable for yourself and the permission to simplify things. Like I said, some of you may not have any interest in hosting and that is absolutely fine, but some of you may want to get better at it, but you just aren't entirely sure how or how it can look or what advice might be helpful. And the biggest thing to realize is it's about the people you're having over. That's the gift. That's the blessing. And feeding them is so meaningful and so thoughtful. So whatever you're choosing to do, if your heart's in the right place and you're enjoying it and you are feeling filled by it and you feel at ease and excited and grateful to be doing it, then that's going to be how your guests will feel too. They'll feel that energy. So Set yourself free from the expectations or comparison. Of course, there's people and things that we've experienced that can inspire us, but we don't have to be some fancy restaurant. I don't have to host exactly how my mom hosts. She loves how I do it and I love how she does it, but we do it differently. And it's just such a beautiful thing. So I hope that this episode was helpful and just gives you that permission to keep things simple and also gives you very tactical tips on how to make it easier on yourself. Because these are things that I have learned when things have gone great and when things have gone not so great. So all of that to say, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like I said, it was lighter and quite fun actually to come up with all these things. I just wrote down a bunch of things that I was thinking of. It's not a exhaustive list at all. It was just 15 things that I jotted down and I'm like, you know what? This is pretty helpful. I'll stop there. <laughs> But anyway, I hope you have a great rest of your week and I'll be back next week with another episode. 